Right on the huddle with me this evening, we've got Hayden Munro uh, and we've also got David Farah. Now, Hayden Munro is a former Labour Party campaign manager, David Farah's Kiwi blog and pollster. Hi, you two. Hello. Hello. Hayden, what do you reckon? I'm not sure I'm convinced. I think Simon uh, Jay's had a good a good push, but no. Look, <laughs> as I understand it, if you if you own a own a property, you want to rent it out because then you get income for that. And if it's sitting empty, you're still paying your mortgage, but you're not getting any income. So I think the the incentives are already probably there for people, um, and it's actually you know a lot of these factors like COVID that that people can't control and that they'll be trying to deal with. And I don't know that you know the council or whoever whacking another um, cost onto them is going to solve that. Yeah, I mean, David, there are so many things in Auckland Central, as in many central cities around this country right now, that are contributing to this, right? I mean, I'm just thinking, for example, of, of chucking all the emergency accommodation into the centre of the city. Isn't that, that isn't that the bigger problem, that you've got all these reasons not to go there now? Look, absolutely, that's part of the problem. But let's not think it's just that. I'm showing my age here. I remember when Queen Street was the place you first went to when you visited Auckland. It was like the Lenten Key. Great mm. shops, you'd go up and down, and it was beautiful. Now it's terrible. There is no other honest way for it. Not just due to what's happened in the last couple of years, but it's been happening for a long time. And that's not the fault of the landlords there. It's not you know the amount of rent they're charging. It's a mixture of what the council has done, of what's happened with emergency accommodation, with also, I think, people finding it hard to get into the city centre. No one tries to get into Queen Street now to go shopping. It's just no, too difficult. They go, go elsewhere. So it's really a combination of all that. I mean, yeah. I actually feel sorry for the landlords. They, they've invested probably a lot of money and no one wants to be there now. Um, Hayden, how do you feel about being asked to wear masks and stay in orange on account of colds and the flu, as well as COVID, but on accounts of colds and the flu? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I'm. Uh, I've just got back from Sydney, where I was really struck by the fact that no one was wearing masks, kind of anywhere. It was actually like a little bit, a little bit confronting. The first day I was there, I, I, I don't have a massive problem with this. I think we are. You saw the case numbers pushing up a bit today. We are looking like we'll have a second wave. Cold and the flu um, will make the you know the stress on the hospitals a bit worse. Second COVID wave will. It's not a massive problem for me to put on a mask. So if it if it's going to make life a bit easier for the doctors and the nurses and and all the people who've been working really hard through this thing and must be really feeling pretty tired, I'm happy to do it. You know, David, the thing is, ultimately, I mean, I'm not going to kick up a massive fuss about having to wear a face mask, but ultimately it just get, comes down to, I would just like to be able to decide for myself as an adult what I want to do myself without being forced to do it. Is this, am I, I mean, are you feeling like that? Are other people feeling like me or am I completely on my own here? No, like, it, it's fairly tokenistic for a start. We've sort of dropped everything except this one thing. And even then, look, it's confusing because I still, when I go into a cafe, put on my mask from the door to when I sit down. I, I'm not sure I have to buy law now. I don't know uh, anymore either. I, I know, it's confusing because I think actually the law is you don't have to, which is a bit silly in a crowded cafe, but if you're in a you know, department store where you don't get near people, you do, etc. So, so it's all pre-confusing. I think it's a bit tokenistic. Let people work out their individual risk if they want to wear a mask. They can, and I still see people wearing masks at playgrounds. And I think, okay, that's fine. They, 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 Is that in case they catch COVID outside? 
Um, presumably. Yes. And as yeah, we okay. know, it's 95% less likely you know, that you'll catch yeah. COVID outside, etc. But yeah, I'd let people make their individual risk because if the only tool left in the toolbox is you wear a mask inside in certain shops only but not others, I don't think it's going to make a bigger, big impact. All right, we'll come back with you guys. David Farah, Hayden Munro on the huddle with us. David, now on Joe Biden's comments, are you confused or does it seem clear to you that he is prepared to and the US is prepared to defend Taiwan? No, no. It's Look, I so wanted Joe Biden to win. Trump was the worst human being in the world and I was desperate for Biden to win. But my God, it would have been better if it had been four years earlier because... Yeah, all politicians make gaffes, but, you know, he did one on Putin, which was, oh, yes, we actually want him assassinated or out of office, and they had to walk that back. And this is a free major one, too. This is a massive change in U.S. policy, if it was, that is, we will actually defend Taiwan with military force. And, you know, they're not going to do it for a number of reasons, but to have the president say we will really upsets things. So, yeah, like I say, all politicians make gaffes, but, but Biden has been making some fairly big ones. In it, yeah, concerned. OK. Here's the thing, though, Hayden. It's the third time he said this since August, which means, what, the third time in just slightly under a year. Is it a gaffe or is he just telling the truth? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend on the, to lean on the he's just telling the truth side. But sometimes, especially in foreign policy, telling the truth can be a gaffe. You know, the deliberate political and foreign policy mm. strategy of the U.S. government for decades has been what they call strategic ambiguity yes. on the Taiwan question. Mm. And that, that sounds silly, but actually there's good reason for it, because if you say explicitly, we will defend Taiwan, you're essentially inviting China to call your bluff. Strategic ambiguity allowed the U.S. to um, both give some comfort to Taiwan, but not make things as explicit and thus not actually put extra pressure on, on China. So there was, there was kind of good reason for that nuanced diplomatic approach. And I think Biden has undermined that a little. But part of Biden's problem has always been that he, he kind of isn't as artful. He, he speaks his mind too much. Uh, and, you know, president of the U.S. is one of those jobs where you do have to pick every, every word carefully. I'd still rather have him there than Trump, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Listen, David, when was the last time that you used a phone booth? Oh, I think it's when I was a teenager. And I had this trick. It was really great that you could actually avoid the six cents by doing 10 minus the digit. So instead of dialing four and paying six cents, you tapped it 10 minus four times six. So I knew how to get it for free. Since though my misspent teenage years, I think that's the last time. Did, did you understand any of that, Hayden? No, but it does sound like something who, that a teenager who grows up to be a political pollster would, would spend time doing. Okay, David, explain that to me. Ten minus four times six? Okay, what? there used to be these receivers, right, where yeah. you know, the, the phone would hang down. And yeah. to avoid pain in a phone booth, you could avoid putting coins in by doing the number, by deducting it from ten. So if your number was 542... Yes. Then you would tap five, 10 minus five is five. Then you would tap six, 10 minus four is six. Then you would tap eight. So, yeah, so you'd go, you'd go, the, you'd go one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like that. 
Yeah, this, so this is before you had the push-button phone. So this was yeah, back yeah. in the days when they were the rotary dial one in phone booths. You could avoid the six cents you had to pay by uh, tapping the receiver the opposite from deducting 10. Oh, uh, and amazing. that's the last time. So, yeah, that'd be, what, what 40 years ago, I think, I uh, last used uh, a you know phone booth. Yeah, I laugh when I see them about. I, I, I like, honestly can't imagine. I guess the odd tourist who doesn't have a cell phone might use them. Maybe. But you know what? Your information has come to me 40 years too late. I'm gutted. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. Those are the days, eh? David Farrah, Kiwi blog and pollster, and also Hayden Munro, former Labour Party campaign manager, huddle this evening.